Welcome to the Millennial Girl Way, the show that highlights millennial women doing the damn thing by turning their dreams into reality. I'm your co-host, Bray Creech. And I'm your co-host, Shay Harkman. And today we have a special reflection episode in store for you ladies. So for our newer listeners, our reflection episodes are our time to reflect on life and talk about topics that resonate with us. They mostly allow us to come together as women and have real and honest conversations about our journeys through womanhood. So today's episode is a little special because we have a special guest and our dear friend, Miss Kayla Brody. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, Kayla is our college roommate and best friend, and today we've invited her on to chat with us as we discuss self-care. Um, we wanted to kind of highlight her journey with dealing with self-esteem issues and stepping into her own confidence. So, what's up, Kayla? How are you today? I'm doing just fine, ladies. Thank you. First I'm really off, excited. This is really exciting. Oh, I, I, we're excited, too. Yeah, I definitely wanted to just say, first of all, like, you guys, this is one of our best friends. You know, we we have these great, deep conversations, and yeah. just to have her on is amazing. She has her own YouTube, which we'll get into later. But, you know, just starting off, Kayla, I just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, your journey through through self-confidence. And then also, when did you first realize that your journey to step into full confidence was your own? Ooh, so I feel like like everybody else's my journey was like it's been crazy and it's still going it's still going now like it's not like um and I say this all the time now even on my YouTube videos I'm starting to say it it's like not something that you achieve once and then you're done like you're set for life it's a constant practice these kind of things but like um it was really really bad when I was younger and you know of course when you're a kid and you're impressionable and you don't really know it's just like it, it seems kind of out of your hands but as I got older I started realizing just how bad it was and how much it was in my way and then obviously like you're faced with the choice either you can do something about it or you can let it rock how it is and I was tired of it you you know holding me back from a bunch of stuff so I finally sat down one day and I started taking the necessary steps to, even though I didn't know what I didn't know. So, you know, sometimes you have to seek help. Sometimes you have to just sit down and research. And that's what I did. I just started researching things and I got into books and like videos and it just became like a whole journey. And now I'm like obsessed with it, like self-help, self-love, self-care. Right. Going deeper into that, like, you know, just for our listeners, for women to kind of have this camaraderie with each other and understand that we all kind of go through the same issues sometimes. Mm-hmm. Diving deeper into just your journey, what type of self-esteem issues do you feel like you had um, mm-hmm. that you needed to address, you know? So growing up, um, it started as early as... Um, elementary school and when I look back at it you know in hindsight it's really sad because you think about it now we're older now if you think about like uh, a 10 year old kid a nine year old kid who's got really really bad self-esteem issues worried about their breasts being too small or their butt being too small you're like you're a kid why would you even be worried about that kind of stuff like it's kind of sick the way you know we sexualize everything so much in the society that even kids as young as like not even preteen yet are worried about how like you know voluptuous their curves are you know stuff like that but it started as early as um elementary school and I had really bad self-esteem issues because I was skinny Mm -hmm. um I have a fit body type 
Um, so boys used to always tease me because my arms were really like toned and they would always ask me like, oh, do you bench press? Are you stronger than me? All this kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I always felt like very, very, just the opposite of feminine. I was like, I don't have any curves. I have no breasts. They used to tease me because I had no butt. I have no hips. And then on top of that, my arms are toned. So I was just yeah. like, no boy is ever going to be into me. So that was that. And then growing up, I also had just like, I felt ugly in the face. So it led to not only just like self-esteem about my physical appearance, but also like my, I felt like there was a problem with just me in general, because you know, when you don't feel desired, you start to point at all the things that it could be. And so I was thinking mm -hmm. like, maybe I'm not cool enough. Maybe I'm just not outspoken enough, charismatic enough. And then I got older and I started to work on my personality. And I was like, well, if I can't control my physical appearance, at least I can control my personality. So that's what I started to aim for around the time college came. And then it finally got to a point where I was tired of relying on my personality. And I was like, well, you know, even though my self-esteem is bad, I can focus on other things. And it's it's a long story because it was really a lot to deal with, but you know, long story short, that's just what I had to do. I had to stop focusing so much on my physical appearance and just accept the fact that I look the way I look and it, that's just the way it is. And over time, when I stopped focusing on that, it kind of got to a point where I guess I started to glow yeah. because I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well I excel in these things. And then, you know, my self-esteem started going up for other things. And then over time, once I started getting really into the self-care stuff, it just got to a point where it was like, it's fine. Like I look the way I look and I'm happy with it at this point. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was really a long journey, mm -hmm. but it did take a lot. It took a lot, a lot, a lot. I think that, you know, a lot of us experience that where you almost transition from realizing that a lot of, because when you're younger, the way that you, you feel about yourself, a lot of it comes from outside factors, right? Whether it's mm -hmm. people, the way your family mm -hmm. speaks to you, treats you, um, you know, men uh, people of other sexes the people who you you desire and the way you want them to be looking at you a lot of your own the perception of yourself has to do with how they're classifying you and I think yeah. as women um you know as you get older I think a really key part of that is realizing that you can take agency over deciding like right this is this is how I feel you know if I yeah, what you want to put value mm -hmm, on exactly but sometimes it's hard to get to that point, you know, especially right. when we were in an age now where like you go on the internet and all that people are talking about is the outer beauty mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, of other people. Yeah, yeah. definitely takes a lot of self-awareness. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with, you know, what you both were saying and the fact that as a growing girl anyways mm -hmm. your confidence has ebbs and flows right because you know you're your child and you go through puberty and all of these things about your body changes you know and mm -hmm. you become self-conscious about that and even not just body I mean just your like having your own agency over your personality like what type of person you want to be then going throughout school high school and this and that there's just so many things going on at that time and I feel like you know, there is a real journey that just a girl goes through while being a, a young woman and then coming into a woman. Yeah. Kayla, how do you feel, uh, you know, social media and just the world in general today 
contributes to this process in a much more detrimental way. Girl, this is something I almost think about daily. And this is part of the reason why, um, even when people ask me what I want to do now and I, and I am, I'm like so keen on being like a positive influence for younger women, because if I can save some younger women from having to go through unnecessarily what I had to go through, like, I would love to do that. But Mm -hmm. it's so big right now, social media and just, you know, these unrealistic um, standards in general. It's so sad to me actually to think about. Um, But I know I know a lot of people aren't really aware, like I said earlier, it takes a lot of self-awareness, but even deeper than that, people, like when we're in school, we don't learn about a lot of psychology and like the mind, the subconscious mind, and we don't learn about it being programmed like that. And, you know, the more I study it later, later, the more I study it lately, because I'm really getting into like neuroscience and like just all that kind of stuff, it's becoming more and more like crazy to me that we don't learn this stuff because had I known about the mind and how it works and how like pliable it is, I wouldn't have allowed myself to be listening to certain kinds of music at a younger age or indulging in social media the way I was. You know, I had to clear out my feed. I had to unfollow a bunch of people, start following a bunch of people, mm-hmm. you know, just rearranging my life and putting myself around the kind of energies and influences that I want to be around because I realize now just how important it is. And, you know, if you've got like, music playing in your mind all the time or like in your earbuds and it's it's feeding these kinds of messages like we were talking about last night like you know I don't want to say all the words but you know just all this vulgar (laughs) you know these lyrics that are like undermining your value as a woman specifically and then you get on social media and you're seeing all these pictures and you're scrolling by like these people who make these apps they know what they're doing they do Mm -hmm. it on purpose and they're programming you a certain way and like it's causing so many self-esteem issues in young women and it's crazy that they, they do it on purpose. Right now, I think our generation, we're going to have a lot of impact, right? So growing up, I feel like the way that information was being pumped out at a very high speed for us, like just even music and then us having different access to the internet and social media, like when our parents were growing up, they weren't like how we were when kids, like you want to be on MySpace and you, I think our parents still tried to control it simply because they didn't understand it. And then now these children are on YouTube searching things, having more access to things where I feel like there's no age cutoffs anymore. Right. Young kids are able to take in music and information that I think, you know, maybe at such a young age, they're not ready for it because we can't process certain things and we don't understand the effects. You know, just Mm -hmm. look at people who are, you know, and not to get too off topic with self-esteem, but just, you know, the way these kids are feeling about themselves and, you know, the drug use and stuff like that, they're only being told to do these things, but they're not yet old enough to fully understand what depression is and you know what anxiety is and what all of these things are that lead people to live lives of being addicted and having Mm -hmm. all these issues and so they're jumping straight to the end end result Mm -hmm. you know and I think about that with the flip side of it of um being online and seeing these images of you know bringing it back to women and kind of we're getting into a space not knowing like what's real and what's fake yeah Mm -hmm. and you know as as young totally got no way from us 
Right. And as young women trying to just figure life out, sometimes it really is difficult to know if other women are even going through what you're going through because people put on these perfect pictures. Mm-hmm. And Everything on social media is for show. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a very filtered lifestyle. And so you have people who internally are dealing with things where, you know, we've we've all had our low points, you know, and yeah. I feel like online it's almost looked down upon to showcase that right you need to be showing the ups i think we're kind of we're kind of getting to the space where people are feeling more comfortable of talking you know like we have this podcast there's so many other um women that i turn to who are give you the real right Mm -hmm. but um we're just kind of getting into that space where i feel like people aren't afraid to be vulnerable in the open you know but we're we're getting there it's just people are fed up yeah, but I think our generation, I think we're starting to see and look around and be like, okay, this is important because yeah. this has a huge Im- to have this impact. Mm-hmm. Huge influence and impact. And even taking your point further, Bray, um, just, yes, there are a lot of platforms that I do feel like that are popping up and promoting positivity. Um, you know, ours, for example. Other, I mean, there are a lot of them, but what is touted as most popular is still a lot of dysfunction. Yes. And unfortunately, um, you know, speaking about like, for instance, music, we were just having this conversation, you know, a couple of days ago, like, I sometimes it's very hard for me to sit through and, and listen to certain music because Although I do love the beats, you know, I love hip hop, like all of that stuff. The the same messages are being touted to us over and over again. You know, how many times can we be B's and, and H's and, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, pass to the homie and, and this and that, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that is just said over and over again. I'm not trying to be vulgar, but it's very hard to listen to when I feel like for women, we have so much more to offer than that. And Kayla, when you were speaking about, you know, your self-esteem issues that you went through when you were younger, I definitely resonate with that because mine is just on the opposite side, right? So, I mean, I did have a booty, you know, I did have boobs, you know, I was curvy very young. And so I feel like it was, a big deal for me because I felt like I was over-sexualized. You know what I'm saying? For a person like me who, you know, I always felt like I was smarter. Like, I have something to add to conversation with people. Like, I have a great personality. Like, I have all of these qualities. And then I would meet kids when I was younger, you know, guys or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I just want to, like, I just want to get shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And for me, that's very hurtful because it's like, I'm a person. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. somebody that you can just decide you're going to be with and that's it, you know? Yeah. So, hello, I have value. Thank you, you know? So, for me, it was just kind of like, okay, well, am I giving the wrong impression to people? Like, what do I do that makes people feel like they could approach me in a certain way? And then as I, you know, got older and older, it's like, no, Shay, there's never been anything wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People just have their own um, agendas. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you present or whatever, that agenda is what they're going to go with. And so breathing, exactly, you know, it's a reflection of them more so than me. So that's another side. And I just wonder how many girls feel that same way. I agree. And the the question becomes, how do you do it, right? Because... <sighs> To, to even get for you, you know, for you, Shay, like to even get to the point where you say to yourself, like, 
Okay, hold on. <laughs> I know what I'm bringing to the table and it's definitely transcends and is beyond just what I look like, right? Mm-hmm. People, and you know, like you were saying, people sometimes are going to treat you however they want to treat you, you know, based on whatever their own insecurities, how they've been mind manipulated by music that they hear, the media that they take in. But what advice would you give to a young woman who is kind of in that middle point where she's like, the way that people view me is what I think of myself, but I know that I, I am, I have more to offer, but do I really have more to offer? Like, how do you break through that mold to get to the point where you're saying to yourself, like, no, I know mm-hmm. what I have and I know that it's better than what you're treating. me. Yeah. So what I did was I just really, I just chose the type of woman I wanted to be kind of, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then when encountering certain people that would make me feel away immediately I would just drop them off you know like they were no longer on my path with me so mm-hmm. I was very quick to filter out those people who made me feel smaller than I am um versus those who make me feel uh bigger you know feel like myself feel like they want to hear you know and get to know the person um right. and I feel like over time that just continue to you know breathe confidence into me and I feel like now if I encounter that you know as a 26 year old you know it's not I already know what the what it is you know so um that no longer really affects me but it did affect me probably you know late high school college area you know because I was just like like you don't you know like you're not trying to see the person you see what you see and that's that's just that I don't you know um but for yeah for young women I would just say you know you know what if you know what you want to be first of all choose the woman that you want to be don't allow society to choose that for you yeah it's your life and so going through your journey right when you learned how to fuel your own self-confidence right did you find that you like lost people oh that journey I know Shay was talking yeah. about, you gotta know I was just gonna get into that what Shay was saying what she was just mm-hmm. saying that's exactly what came to mind I was like yeah um it started as young as high school too like I I understood that there was gonna be just like this disconnect because what I was looking at was not what I wanted I saw all these girls Mm -hmm. giving into the pressures that all these these boys were like casting upon us and I was like these boys are not even worth it like they're not worth the drama they're not worth the trouble like girls fighting each other in the hallway over these boys Mm -hmm. and you know girls (laughs) wind up pregnant just all kinds of issues and I was like I'm not trying to be a part of it like if that if that's what I have to do to get the attention from a guy I'd rather not so it was really hard for me at the time too but in high school there was there were a lot of times where I felt really outcasted you know, and it's not like physically, no, like I would be sitting at the lunch table with everybody, but I just didn't feel like a part of everybody because I knew that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be doing the things that they were doing. And I had to be really strong because I just didn't want to be a part of that. And so when it got to college and I could branch out and find better friends or friends that I felt like were more along my path, it was a lot easier, mm-hmm. but not everybody has, you know, that, um, this word. Um, 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 that luxury you know as effective immediately so sometimes we as women we just got to take a deep breath and understand that yes what I'm about to go through is going to be hard but it's going to be good for me in the end so you Mm -hmm. know sometimes you do you have to cut people off 
people who are not good for you. You have to cut people off. People with unrealistic expectations of you. Or maybe it's not unrealistic, but it's just not what you want for yeah. you. You know, you have to cut that off. Sometimes you have to unfollow people. If you don't want to unfollow people, you can mute mm-hmm. people. You just have to learn how to protect your space. And you mm-hmm. have to become comfortable with the idea that it's not personal. Personal. But mm-hmm. also you have to understand and accept the fact that not everybody's going to understand that also. And yeah. they're going to be mad at you and they're going to be want to cut you off, you know, in, in a petty kind of way. And you have to be okay with that, too. Yeah. Oh, that, that was that's really perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. That that is not personal part was a mm-hmm. big lesson mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. I mean you know you you take things personal it's like are you kidding me you know right <laughs> um and learning that it is not personal was really what just pushed everything to the next level for me so yes you know ladies who are listening understand that things most of the time when people have certain narratives or do mm-hmm. certain things it has nothing to do with you or even if they say certain things about you it has nothing to do with you it's more of a reflection on them and mm-hmm. as long as you keep your path and, uh, you know, you stay 10 toes down for yourself, you know, I feel like you can overcome. And it's, it honestly feels very invigorating. Like, yeah. I know that, you know, that's the way I, the three of us are kind of living our lives now. Like, people who who aren't, who don't align with me, or who don't fit within what I'm, who where I'm trying to go, number one. Mm-hmm. And just the, the emotional intelligence that I require from certain people like if we're not here you know then we don't that's okay we don't need to have any dealings like and I think that in itself does take a lot of confidence because we also are coming up in a world where the number of people that are interested in you is a big deal because Mm -hmm. it's, it's broadcasted like people care about how many followers they have and how many people are paying attention to them and how many friends do you have? So I feel like it's really powerful and empowering to be someone who, all of that aside, I'm more, I'm more focused on quality, mm-hmm. not quantity. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to do in this day and age, but it's something to be said about being able to walk around and have a sound mind because of it, you know? Yeah. You know what's also interesting, and I was just thinking about this yesterday, mm-hmm. is we're also in an age of entitlement. Like, well, I guess it's always been a thing, but like, you know, at this point, I feel with everything so like instant, instant gratification, everybody really feels like they're just entitled to whatever it is they want. And like, we always think about a restaurant scenario or, you know, like customer service type scenarios when you bring up entitlement. But no, like, people really feel entitled to your presence and your energy. Like, regardless of how they act, how they treat you, what they do to you, how detrimental for your health, mentally, physically, all that they are, they still feel like, you know, they have the right to want to be around you. And like, you owe them an explanation. Why did you block me? Why aren't you texting me back immediately? All this kind of stuff. And that's crazy to me. And that's why I say you really got to be strong. People are really going to be upset with you when you start doing the necessary things you got to do to protect yourself. And you just got to be like, all right, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly that and that's kind of what pushed me into getting really interested and involved in self-care right because something that I noticed was like you can go through your week and you just being a confident woman sometimes bothers the shit out of people you know like they just hate to see it they really hate to see whether it's at work whether it's on the internet online like some people just they can't understand it they don't like it the fact that I'm happy with myself and that, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm a generally 
really happy person, but uh-huh. it's by design. Like I made it this way. It's, it uh-huh. didn't just happen this way. Like I don't go through my days. I hear people complain all day about this, about that, how they're going. I'm like, well, I make it a big point to practice self-care. I put things that I know are going to bring me at peace at the forefront of my life and the things that I'm doing. Uh-huh. So, and you know, for me, whether that means like making sure that I take time to myself and not feeling weird about it, you know, people want to do things, people want, I need a moment for myself, whether it's to think I could literally just want to (laughs) sit with myself, with my thoughts. And for me, that self-care, you know, going to get my nails done, taking, you know, a bath, I get massages every month. Like I'm really into doing things that promote my own, I think mental health and mental stability. Yes, yes you know um do you do any like self-care special self-care things Kayla oh girl (laughs) at this point because I'm so into it yes like (laughs) I have whole like procedures sometimes like yesterday I wasn't like I woke up and I I got some other stuff going on in personal life so I woke up and I wasn't in the best mood but I knew we had to celebrate Shay's dinner yesterday so you know (laughs) I was like what am I gonna do I'm gonna do my hair I'm going to do my nails. I cut on my Mm -hmm. 90s music playlist and I got myself back into like a high energy. And that's just one thing I do before I'm going to go out and be social. There Mm -hmm. are things that I do when I want to um, be creative and I got like a project I'm working on. There are things I do when I just want to like, you know, depending on the mood I want to put myself in. But um, sometimes my my self-care, like Bray was saying, sometimes you just need a moment. And sometimes it's as small as I just want to be in my room quietly reading a book and it kind of took me a lot to realize that some people really don't get that and they think you're weirdo for wanting to do that wanting to do that also um like one one day my boss was trying to keep me over like what he had scheduled me for and I was like I need to go home and they were asking me like oh what do you have to do like what event do you have to go to and I was like I really just want to be in my room read my book like I have goals outside of this job and you know like Mm -hmm. sometimes if I don't have my time to myself and like balance and you know recharge my battery I'm gonna be unbalanced and y'all are gonna see it's gonna reflect in my behavior my attitude and some people just don't get it but yeah like self-care can be me going on a trip I just took a trip or self-care could be as small as like I said me sitting in my room for 45 minutes 30 minutes however long I need and just just sitting in my bed chilling like Mm -hmm. I need it so what are some self-care things that you think all women can kind of implement in order to just, you know, breathe some life back into themselves. I think, um, and I'm really into this now, it's just mindfulness because that's something like no matter how much money you have, no matter what kind of resources you have, it doesn't matter if you have a car, you can get places, it doesn't matter. Mindfulness is something you can do your own way and you have access to it right now. So mm-hmm. just waking up and you know, and it's it's better if you make a lesson. I've I've started doing that now. You can wake up and have a morning routine. Like I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna wash my face, pay a little bit more attention to my skin, pay a little bit more attention to my hair. I'm going to um do some some self love mantras, some affirmations. I'm gonna start a gratitude journal. You know, all this kind of stuff. You can meditate. All of this stuff is free. And you know, immediately you may not see the difference, but just know and trust that it's going to work and it's going to unfold in the long term. And, you know, I don't even mean like in the years, like within a week, you might see a difference. You know, you can work out in your room. You don't have to have a gym membership. You don't have to have all these things or, Mm -hmm. you know, all these gurus on 
Instagram and YouTube, you don't have to have all this fancy stuff. I would just say definitely get into mindfulness. And there are so many resources. If you don't know about it, if you're not into it, get into it. Like I said, sometimes you have to research. You can go to the library. Libraries are free. Books are free. Um, YouTube. YouTube videos are free. Like, never underestimate the power of the internet, you know. But yeah, definitely, I would just say mindfulness. That's that's where I think the starting point should be. When you first wake up in the morning, don't open your phone and go on Instagram. Mm -mm. Within the first hour of being awake and alert, either spend that time with yourself or try to take in information like motivational information, inspirational information. Start with the mindset that this day is going to be a good one and about you, I think is, it really helps your mood throughout the entire day. But I think we're so plugged in lately that like the first bit of information that we take in is information that has nothing to do with us, number one, or it's about drama. It's literally like, it's a whole like scientific thing. And this is what I say Mm -hmm. when I'm like, it's crazy we don't learn about this because this is a real thing. Like at some point, people I feel like we have these discussions and people even then when they're having the discussion like it goes a step further than that like your brain is actually in like you know like the different stages like alpha waves theta waves delta and beta like when your mind is in theta and alpha like they're very impressionable right and so apparently in the first hour actually like you said Bray, when you first wake up your brain is in that state because you were in like that dream state or whatever and whatever you feed to your subconscious mind immediately upon waking up it's going directly to your subconscious mind. So your conscious mind mm-hmm. doesn't even filter it. So if you wake up and get on the shade room or you're looking at like, you know, these big booty girls on Instagram and like yeah. your subconscious <laughs> mind is like, okay, okay, this is what's important. This is what matters. Like, no. In that first hour, you need to be reflecting, like Bray said, yes. thinking about your day, what you want to manifest, not what you don't want, you know, all those kind of things. Like just think in the first hour before you go to sleep and after you wake up, <laughs> think about like, what would you want to be teaching yourself, you know, within those first few minutes of the day? And that's what you need to be aiming towards. Don't even go toward the phone, like, at all. Yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, in saying, you know, all of this, what is one example of, like, a time where you felt like you embraced your full confidence? Like, you were able to see <laughs> that you had made, I don't know, kind of like a, a 180 turnaround from how you were feeling before I think the biggest example of that is probably my YouTube um (laughs) because I've wanted to start a YouTube channel since I was in like maybe early high school like since YouTube was a thing like me and Daya would make videos and I would always I've had like I've had like three channels at this point I had like a (laughs) a random one that me and Daya would post like weird videos on then I started a hair channel when I started college and then I had the A get a Brody, but up until maybe like two years into my most recent YouTube channel, I didn't tell people I I knew because I was so afraid of what everybody would think. Like, yeah. oh, she wants to post these kind of videos. She thinks like this or like, oh, she acts like this at home or just all kinds of things that I just made up in my mind. All these reasoning and excuses to to not share it with everybody, but it wasn't making any sense, you know, because how is a stranger going to find your YouTube channel? And if you're not feeding it to your friends and family, then how is anybody going to find your YouTube right, channel? Right. So I had to start building confidence. And at first I was only only sharing it with my immediate family and only my immediate friends. And, you know, 
I was still not posted on social media whenever I would update. And then I was just posting it on Facebook, but not like Instagram and stuff. And it got to a point where I was like, look, Kayla, like people are not going to find <laughs> your content if you don't share it. But, you know, more than just having to tell myself that at the same time, like I said, my confidence was growing. So I stopped caring as much. And it got to a point where I was like, like, if they don't like it, that's cool. Like, it's not my problem. Why do I care? But like, when I started seeing more people were subscribing to me, and I was like, I guess people do like my content. Like, yeah, it was feeding my confidence. So I was like, I started, I share all the time now. Like, I don't want to be a nuisance. Like that person was sharing it every <laughs> single time I post a video. But, yeah. you know, I share it on social media. Like, I want people to find it. Now I'm bringing it up in conversations at work. Like, I didn't used to do that. I did not want people mm. to know who I was because I didn't like who I was. I wasn't confident in who I was. And now I'm like, this is me. This is my channel. Yes. Follow me. If you would like, Yep. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. YouTube is the biggest reflection of that in my life. You know what? I would actually agree with that about, my, about myself too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I always used to have, you know, we would have these deep conversations and just be talking about all types of things, but you know, I was, I'm kind of low key. So I would keep things, you know, just, to my immediate friends and family yep. and then with starting the podcast um and just the millennial girls in general I feel like that's really putting yourself out there you know and so mm-hmm. I, the fact that we were even able to do that for me was like a, a big thing and I'm actually really proud of it and I definitely feel more confident like even saying like oh hey guys at work you know like this is my podcast go check it out yep. yes it focuses mm-hmm. on black women mm-hmm. cool you know so Tell me what you think about it. And I have no problem with saying that, you know? <laughs> That's so good. And it's not to be taken lightly because in a, in a time where like the internet can be so cruel, like it's hard to put yourself out there, you know, and mm-hmm. make yourself vulnerable because you never know what kind of feedback you're going to get. And it's crazy sometimes because your family and friends can be the harshest critic. So sometimes it's easier to take sure. the feedback from a stranger than it can be your family and friends. But that's why we were saying earlier, it's so important to make sure your circle is with the people that you not only want, but need, you know, in your circle. So if that's not the feedback that you're getting from your family and friends anyway, then you need to, you need to fix that. You also, yeah. I mean, don't be afraid to cut family off. Skirt. (laughs) Lessons learned, right? You know what I love about this? Because I know the both of you, right? So just, I know that it's not just about like embracing confidence but it's also being able to like tap in and add a passion that you have Mm. you know when you go hard for the things that you're passionate about it almost helps fuel your confidence because first of all it tests your confidence right because at at some point you have to let people know like Kayla's saying you have to put yourself out there right which Mm -hmm. requires some vulnerability but at the same time you know I think in in the end, it's just, it pushes power back into you because now it's like, you know, I'm really excited about something and I'm willing to share that with people, not knowing how they're going to react and how they're going to feel about it. Yeah. It's yeah. very rewarding. You know? Like yes. once you put yourself out there, you put your heart into something. Like when I was first mm-hmm. making videos, like travel videos and um, my subscriber count started to go up and I was like, these are not friends and family because like, 
like I know the like approximate right. number of like friends and family but like when strangers <laughs> started subscribing it makes you appreciate so much more like why they really like they mess with me like they really dig what I'm doing and I was like that's crazy and that's why I was like I really get now when artists like be like I love my fans like I love these people like blah 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 mm-hmm. I was like I get it now like not that I consider them fans or anything but like people who support you who don't owe you that that's amazing and you just appreciate it so much more mm-hmm. and you're I feel like you know because you're on YouTube where you do podcasts like your journey it's important to share that with people because we do that we do that as well we're like oh my god so many people want to hear this or mm-hmm. you know because yep. we're talking but we're you know these episodes um in our reflection episodes specifically like they're not just to speak information to our listeners. It's also giving us a chance to heal from whatever we've been going through throughout, yep. throughout the month, throughout our lives mm-hmm. and, and reflect on it and grow from it and learn from it. And hopefully going through this process, we invite other women into it, you know, our listeners, um, and hopefully it sparks them to go through similar journeys if they haven't already with their girlfriends, you know, and it's just having these conversations and still just the, just the power that they have behind it, you know, and mm-hmm. how important it is to to kind of to release any fears that we have of sharing mm-hmm. our journeys with each other because mm-hmm. people can relate. You know, you have subscribers because people can relate. People are interested. I think whether they're going through it or, you know, know someone who's going through something like you never know. I want to expand on that point, you know, um, human consciousness is like an ecosystem you know once you put something out into the world it either raises the consciousness or it lowers it and so I mean even just through us having these conversations I think it is really important because like you said we're healing ourselves but by healing ourselves and plugging the holes in ourselves we're putting that out into the atmosphere and the ecosystem for other women to take that energy in heal themselves relate um, and maybe that will continue to transpire bef- between more and more women. And I, I really point out women because I just feel like there's there's a lot that we endure, you know, yes. and we are women. I can never speak from, uh, you know, the no perspective, <laughs> yeah, you know, because I'm not. And so mm-hmm. I focus on where I think. I could truly make a difference. And for Black women in general, I think that's just very important for us to have these platforms and to really build these communities that try to uplift us. You know, I think that is that is very important. Um, and, and just in general, I just want all of us to feel more comfortable being ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like more comfortable, more confident, and feeling like we have value because I think a lot of things that we see try to convince us that we don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, Kayla, you know, there's this saying that says women who set their own terms always win. So, you know, how do you feel about that saying? I think... I mean, it sounds true to me, but I, I think it depends on how you define win, right? Because even as you asked it, I'm like, okay, well, what is what is the definition of win in this case? So in my case, 
what I define win as, yes, in this society, in this world, I would have to set my own terms because apparently my terms are not what everybody else's terms are. Not everybody else's, but a large part of society, it's not what their terms are. So in order for me to win, yeah, I got to go by my own terms. There, there might be some women out there who don't mind, you know, you, you wake up and, you know, society's telling you, you got to do this and go to college and do this and get this corporate job, the nine to five. For some women, that might be winning. For some women, they just want to be a stay-at-home mom. And, and that's fine. And if that's how you define win, and if that is the terms that are given, then that, that's perfect. It works for you. But for some of us, it's just not what we want. And so, yeah, in order to win, you do have to create your own terms. Mm-hmm. And that's everything from creating the woman you want to be, the career you want to have, um, the relationship with your partner that you want to have, like in order to win all these scenarios, you have to know what you want first, or at least start yes. with where you, what you don't want. Like, you know, you may not know what you want, but you for sure, you probably know what you don't want. And so, yeah, sometimes, like I said, you got to be brave enough to, to demand those things. And sometimes, unfortunately, it takes us to be like beaten so much that we just get fed up. And then you get tired of trying to live by everybody else's standards and expectations. And they're like, all right, I'm going to do what I want to do now. I'm going to chase what I want to chase now. And then that's when you see the happiness start on, starting to unfold. Lately, I've been really big on this idea, right? Like the whole idea of life itself, like our purpose here, what are we doing here? And it's so, so important to me now just to just, even now I, I'm kind of like speechless about it because when I really sit and think about it too deep and now that we're deep in this convo, I'm thinking about it. Life is truly so amazing and so like, we can do anything with it, right? Like we're born and you can, there are people who have walked on the moon. There are people who have traveled the entire world. There are people who have built large buildings, skyscrapers. Like it's truly amazing what we can do. You just Mm -hmm. have to decide that that's what you want to do. And it's so important to me now that everybody be true with themselves, you know, later for everybody else. Like, of course you have to be honest with them later, but first you have to be honest with yourself. What is it that you really want? And just go mm-hmm. for it. Like, I just can't, like, I got this one life you're telling me and you want me to live it somebody else's way. Like, I can literally do whatever it is I want to do it. I mean, I want to do. I just got to do it. Or at least try. But, like, I just can't fathom anymore the idea of, like, living my life for somebody else under mm-hmm. somebody else's expectations. I just can't. It's such a gift. Don't waste it. Please don't waste it. Yes. Amen to that. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> So, ladies, I think we can jump into our rapid round. Okay. So the first question we have is, do you have any recommendations for books or blogs that focus specifically on self-help, self-care, or confidence building? For books, I have The Hidden Power by James Van Fleet, Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakiani, and then The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And then YouTube channels that I really like for self-care, Improvement Pill, what I've learned, there's a lady, her name is Stephanie Lynn Coaching. There's Isabel Palacios, Lior Alexandra. And then if you're into spirituality, I really like this lady. Her name is Pretty Boss TV. Who is a boss girl that inspires you and why? Hmm. I definitely want to say my mother. I don't want to sound too cliche, but I also feel like she's a woman that like, you know, everybody, I think they always think of, like, Beyonce, like, these these big figures. It's like they've done super amazing things. But, like, let's break it down. Like, let's bring it down a little closer to earth. Like, 
there are people in our close circles who have done amazing things that are like, you know, my mom, she was kind of a stay at home mom at the time of her and my dad split and she didn't really have everything she needed, you know, all the resources that she needed to be able to break away from him at the time. But she really had to like suck it up and do what she had to do for, for herself and her kids. And, you know, as I got older and I realized, you know, cause I, as a kid, I didn't know what was going on, but in hindsight, it was really amazing what she did. You know, she had mm-hmm. to remove herself and her kids from the house and she didn't really have much and she had to get a job and she had to do all these things and save up. And, you know, it was just very brave on her part. Now that I'm 25 and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wow, what would I have done in that situation? So I always right. think about her and I think a lot of us can relate in yeah. terms of situations our parents went through and you look at what your mom had to deal with and you're like, as a woman, you're like, wow. The resilience like, on that one. Kudos woman. to you, yeah. Kudos <laughs> mm-hmm. to you, man, because it's amazing. So yeah, I think just her bravery. She was very, very brave within um in her twenties, twenties and thirties. So yeah. yeah. And that's where we are now. So that's why I'm like, wow, like I'm right. I'm, I'm at that age now. So yeah, I would say my mom for sure. Oh, I, I love answers like that. <laughs> Tear jerkers. <laughs> and um, being that you're on this, you know, self love, self confidence journey, if you could go back and give your your younger self one piece of advice, what would you tell her? Mm. If you could assure her of one thing, knowing what you know now, what would it be? So two things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assure myself that I was on the right path because okay. at the time, like I said, I was looking at what everybody else was doing and I knew it wasn't that direction I really wanted to move. But at the same time, there was nobody there to validate what I was doing because I wasn't opening up to my mom about all the things I was going through. So I didn't have anybody to reassure me or like to, to comfort me when I was feeling isolated, when I was having really, really bad self-esteem issues. So if I could go back, I would let myself know, like, Kayla, you're going to be proud of yourself in the long term. So keep going, like, hold on to that virginity, you know, do this and don't don't put all this pressure on these boys and chase your dreams and do all these things. So that's one thing I would do. I would definitely reassure myself. But two, I wish I had known about my mind a lot earlier. I feel like there are a lot Mm -hmm. of things I could have done had I known how important like mental health was and you know, stuff like that. But like I said, we don't know what we don't know, especially as kids. So what can you do? And of course it made me into who I am. You know, that's what built my character. But you know, that's why I want to help younger people and give them the advice that I wish I had when I was younger. Yes. Yeah. Two snaps. And a, t- <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and a twist. And a twist. <laughs> We would like to thank you so much for joining us on our mm-hmm. podcast today, Kayla. It's mm-hmm. always good conversation. Um, tell the ladies what your YouTube is so that they could come find you. Uh, yeah. So my YouTube name is A Get It Brody, and hey. I always now I like to tell people, yeah, it's from like the Teach Me How to Dougie song. Like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, like. <laughs> You know, yeah. my, my friend gave me the name back in high school, but yeah, it's a get it, Brody. I never imagined I would have to be like explaining it to like a wide audience because I didn't think anybody was going to follow me. So yeah, it's just been my name. But you can also search KB Adventure in the easier three, then you can find it that way. Okay. okay. We'll tag all of your social media and your YouTube in the episode notes. So ladies, just look for it there. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. This was so much fun. 
Oh, we have to do this more often. I like it. Girl chat. So thank you ladies for listening and tuning in. Um, Like I said, we'll have all the information in the episode notes and, you know, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first ones to download and, you know, tune in with us, leave us reviews, let us know what you think. And we hope to talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.